This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Go with me to Romans chapter 11, verse 29. And I'm going to ask you to stay with me tonight. Some of they'll pull the scriptures up on the screen, but we've got a lot of territory to cover in a short amount of time. Um, Romans chapter 11, verse 29, it says, The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Now, talking about passion, talking about commitment, faithfulness, uh, Pastor said last week that skills slash talent plus values equals us being who God has called and created us to be equals success. And he started talking about how our choices are seeds to our harvest and that it is a decision to win. You can't make winners out of anybody unless they want to win. And so I want to ask you, do you want to win? Now, when we say win or we say success, it's not talking about just the money and the, all that type of stuff. It's talking about you knowing God and you being you. True success is you knowing God and you being you. James Dobson said it doesn't do any good to climb the ladder of success whenever you get to the top and you realize it's on the wrong wall. So true success, because you hear a lot of definition of success and the, the pictures that our mind paints of success, but true success is you being the best you you can be. Yes. Knowing God and being you. Romans chapter 11, verse 29, it says, The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The word gifts means a spiritual endowment. The calling means an invitation. When you look at this in the Greek, so what he is saying, you keep reading in Romans 11, Romans 12, and it says, now there's graces. We all have different gifts, it says, but we all have the grace to use our gifts. So whenever you discover your gift, then use the grace. It says, if you give, do it. If you lead, do it. If you administrate, do it. If you're merciful, do it. Whatever, if you're an exhorter, do it. Use the grace of God. So what he's saying is, I place a gift in you, and I put my grace on you to shine through you to make a difference in the world around you. So God places a gift in me. Say, I have a gift. I have a talent. I have a calling. I want you to see this. God has placed a gift in each and every one of us. He's placed talents on the inside of each and every one of us. But then he just didn't put it in there and back off. He put it in there and put his super upon your natural. And then he invites you. He says, please be you. Please come to me. That invitation, a calling, I invite you to be you. I invite you to let that leader out on the inside. I invite you to let that businessman out. I invite you to let that dream out. I invite you to be who God has called and created you to be. Church, will you let the winner on the inside of you stand up? up and shine and be who you're called to be. He's placed a gift in us, his grace on us, and he's inviting us, heritage of faith, please rise up and be you. Moms, please rise up and be you. Dads, please rise up and be you. Businessmen, please rise up and be you. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. It says that a person's gifts make room for them and brings them before great people. Now listen, if we all have a gift, say, I have a gift. If we all have a gift, we all have a talent, we all have a calling, we all have a grace, and it says this gifts open up doors for you. But it's your choices that either keep you in the room that your gift opens the door to, or it's your choices that causes you to sit down before you should. 
The gift brings you in, but your choices keeps opening doors. Your values keep opening doors. The choices you make with the gift and talent and calling say, I have a gift. I want you to see this. I have a gift, a talent, a calling, a grace. Now it's my choices with my gift, calling, and grace that's going to help me be who God has called and created me to be. Because with a gift, a calling, a talent by itself can only take me so far. Fred Smith says a lot of times the gift inside of a person is greater than the person themselves. And so we have to, that's why 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He says, at the same degree your soul prospers, I want you to prosper out here. Soul prosper, prosper out here. Soul prosper, prosper out here. He doesn't want the gift to take us where our character can't keep us. He wants the work in us to be greater than what he does through us. I have a gift. You have a gift. You have a calling. You have greatness on the inside of you. You have the DNA of Almighty God. God has a plan. God has a purpose on the inside of you. And if you get still long enough, your purpose will always be talking to you. It will always be nudging you. Proverbs 19, verse 21, it says, no matter what you do, where you go, God's purpose will always remain. God's purpose is always talking. It is running through your wiring. It is running through your soul. It is running through your nature. It is running through your inward being. And it's always talking. It's always pushing. Even if you never tap in, it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a gift. So, so, so let's realize something. We have a gift. But then also right along with it, let's realize, okay, if I have a gift, a calling, a talent, then let's develop the gift, calling, and talent I have, not the one I want. Because a lot of times we want to develop what other people have instead of taking responsibility for what we have and knowing God and being us. So I have a gift, a talent, a calling. Now I've got to take responsibility to develop what God has placed on the inside of me. Studies prove that on a scale of 1 to 10, a person um, can elevate their giftings or their talents about two, two numbers, maybe three numbers if they work real hard. So let's say like if you try to do something and you're number four at it, well then you might get it to a six or a seven if you work really hard. But if you find that area where you easily climb the ladder and you're a six, you're a seven, you're an eight, well then you can elevate it with a lot of hard work, nine and ten. So... That's what they call your strength zone or your area of strength. So it's important to find the gift, the calling, the talent that God has placed on the inside of you and to begin to develop your strengths instead of always trying to work on your weaknesses. Now, when I say weaknesses, I'm not talking about character. Character is an ongoing process of knowing God and being us. But we're talking about you being you. The world needs you to be you. The world needs the gifts to come out. They need your wisdom to come out. They need your desires to come out. They need your dream to come out. They need that book to come out. They need that business to come out. They need what's on the inside of you to come out. Will you please let the leader on the inside of you stand up and let it out? So I've got a gift. I've got a calling. I've got a talent. But I also have a choice of what I'm going to do with it. Am I going to develop or am I going to sit on my laurels? Am I going to, you heard, of, you know, I, I, I want to make a difference. I want to make a, a, a print in time. And the only thing that print you're making is a butt print because you don't get up and keep moving. That's right. Come on, Trey. That's the only print that, that we're making. Print. So we've got a gift, we've got a talent, we've got a calling, but we also have a choice. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth. Come on. As a witness yes, sir. 
against you each and every day, every day. You know, built into every single day, there's the faith in that day for you to be who God has called you to be. There's the mercy built into that day for you to be who God has called you to be. There is the, the faith. There is the wisdom. There is the everything you need is in this day. Psalms 90 verse 12, David said, Lord, teach me to number my days correctly. Because if I number my days correctly, I gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, he's saying, Lord, help me approach. Help me approach today correctly because when I do, I'm gaining wisdom because I have faith for today. I have focus for today. I have tenacity for today. I have energy for today. I have everything I need to take one step closer to being who God has called me to be today. What does the leader in you look like? What does that dream look like? What does that vision look like? Are you taking steps to bring it to pass? That's good. That's good. What are you doing? My God. What are you doing on a daily basis to be who God has called and created you to be? So realize that I have a gift. Say, I have a gift. I have a gift. Am I developing? Don't answer this. <laughs> Am I developing the gifts, the callings, and the talents that God has placed on the inside of me? And what type of choices am I making to go along with that to help me be who God has called and created me to be? And tonight I want to talk to you about the choice of being passionate. Because passion energizes your gift. Passion energizes your calling. Passion energizes your talent. Passion, you probably heard the stories of Socrates. This young philosopher came up to Socrates and said, Socrates, I, I want to be a great philosopher like you. So Socrates took him down to the water and grabbed him by the back of the head and stuck his head underneath the water. And, blah, 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 and he raised him up and he says, what is it that you want? He says, oh, I want to be a great philosopher like you. And he sticks his head back under the water. Blah, 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 blah. And he, what is it you want? Oh, I want to be a great philosopher. So this time he holds his head under for minutes. And he's floundering and kicking it. Blah, blah, blah. And he raised up, what do you want? I want air, I want air. <laughs> And Socrates says, when you want knowledge like you want air, then you'll get it. Church, when we want the presence of God like we want air, then that's when we begin to discover Him and to discover ourselves. We begin to know Him and to know us. Are you passionate, first and foremost, about your relationship with God? Then are you passionate to develop the gift, the calling, the talent that God has placed on the inside of you? Are you passionate to walk in all that God has for you? Or, or have you settled for the limitations? Sometimes we're like the fleas in the jar. The little jumping fleas, you know, they have the ability to jump up out of the jar, but then somebody sticks the lid on them and they get to hit in their head a few times and then they just jump just high enough where they don't bonk their head because it hurts. And sometimes life puts a lid on us and we quit jumping because it hurts a little bit. And even though the lid's off and we have the ability to come out, we quit jumping. We jump just high enough because it hurt at one point in time. And God is saying, take the lid off and let that winner in you jump out. Are you developing the gifts, the callings, and talents that are on the inside of you? Passion energizes you to achieve. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Say, so I'm glad I came tonight. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Passion energizes me. I want to read to you a, a, a few of the definitions of passion. <clears throat> Passion is extreme, compelling emotion, intense emotional drive or excitement. 
enthusiasm, a strong love or affection, eager pursuit of something to kindle, to yearn, to ignite. I want to read that again. Passion, extreme compelling emotion. Intense emotional drive or excitement, enthusiasm, strong love or affection, eager pursuit of something to kindle, to yearn, to ignite. Passion. It energizes us to be who God has called and created us to be. If you see a person that is passionate, you see a person who, who is productive. You see a, a person that is persevering. And whenever you have passion, you have energy. And when you have energy, you persevere. And when you persevere, you receive and you walk in what God has called and created you to walk in. Passion energizes your gift, your calling, your talent. And who in here has a gift, a calling, and a talent? Who does? We do. Have you started developing the gifts, the talent, the calling that you have? Or are you still looking at what somebody else has? What type of choices are you making with that gift, talent, and calling? Is it helping you become who God has called and created you to be? Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. Whatever you, what, whatever, whatever you do, do it heartily. In the Greek, the word heartily means to do it until you are exhausted, where there's no breath left in you. Are you doing what you do with all that you know how to do it? You've probably heard the difference between an ordinary and an extraordinary person. The extra. The extraordinary person, they give extra effort, extra time, extra focus, extra thought into it. They give extra. Are you giving extra to be who God has called and created you to be? And I know you've got it in you because you're here on Wednesday night. There's something in you that's desiring extra. There's something in you that's desiring all that God has for you. When you get quiet, the real you is desiring vision and purpose and destiny and fulfillment and satisfaction and all that God has. It's in you and it's knocking. I want out. Let me out. There's more in you. Come on, let me out. And see, that's the thing about the house of God is this is God's greenhouse. And when you get into the greenhouse of God, the thermostat is set on grow. And you come in and you're misted with the presence of God and you're watered with the word of God. And it begins to talk to the real you. And the ideas and inventions and, and all these things begin to flourish and go off on the inside of you because you're designed to be in the presence of God. Yes. Whatever, whatever we do, do it heartily yes, as unto God and not unto man. There's a study done, and you've probably heard this before, but a study done on 1,500 people over a 20-year process. Group A, 83%, they chose their career based on money now to do what they wanted to do later. Group B, 17%, they chose their career based on passion. They'd figured out how to get the money later. After 20 years, they tracked these 1,500 people and 101 of them had become millionaires and 100 out of the 101 were out of group B that chose their career based on passion. There's an old saying goes that when you find something to do that you would do it for nothing and you learn to do it well enough, people will be more than happy to pay you for it at some point in time. Passion energizes you to achieve. How's your passion? How's your passion? How's your passion? How's your 
your, your yearning? Ha, have you lost your passion? Because sometimes because of life, life happens, it can rob your passion. And we've got to learn to protect our passion. We've got to learn to, to continue to create an environment on a daily basis to succeed, to, to, to know God and to be us. True success is knowing God and being me. I can't be you and you can't be me. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Passion energizes us to achieve. Say that with me. Passion energizes me to achieve. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now the second thing I want us to, to touch on a bit is how passion increases our willpower. Passion energizes us to achieve, but passion also increases our willpower. One person said the secret to willpower is want power. How much do you want to know God? How much do you want to be you? Remember in John chapter 5, the man had been at the pool of Bethesda. He'd been in the, the, the situation for 38 years. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be who God has called and created you to be? Do you want to be the man, the woman, the husband, the mom? Do you want to be the business person? Do you want to know God? Do you want to flow in all that God has called you to flow in? Do you want to be made whole? We're saying then realize you have a gift, a talent, a calling. Realize that I've, I've, I've placed it. When it says that it's irrevocable, it says when he placed the endowment in you and the grace on you and he invites you to be who he's called you to be, he says he doesn't repent. Irrevocable means he does not apologize for making you you. And it says once he gives it to you, he takes his hands off and says, I'll never take it back, but you will be responsible for what I've placed in you. What are you doing with it? Passion increases our willpower. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. And it says, I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race. Say my race. My race. That you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. Now every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temperately and restricts himself in all things. They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither, but we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary, but like a boxer, I buffet my body, handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships and subdue it for the fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and the things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Now I want you to, to, to take this in the content of passion. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete? But only one receives the prize, so run your race that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. You have your race to run and I have my race to run. You have gifts placed on the inside of you and I have gifts run placed on the inside of me. You are accountable for your race and I'm accountable for my race. But you're the only one who can win in your race. It's not my responsibility to win for you, and it's not your responsibility to win for me, but it is your responsibility to know God and to be you. God wants you to succeed, but you've got to succeed on purpose. God wants you to be your best, but you've got to start putting choices with your gift, calling, and talent that helps you be who God has called and created you to be. Please see this, that God has placed a gift in you, His grace on you, and He's saying, come on, come on, come on. I know it's been hard, but come on. Thinking about the Word 
word passion. We always hear about Jesus showed up with compassion. He was moved with compassion. The word compassion comes from the Latin word com, C-O-M, means with, passion. With passion. When Jesus showed up, he showed up with passion. The word um, passion comes from a Latin word, pati, P-A-T-I, which means to suffer with. So with, he says he suffers, but as you continue to look in the Greek, it's, he says, I suffer with, but then there's an eager desire on the inside of me to bring change. Right. So when Jesus showed up, he showed up with not only moved with the feelings of your infirmity, but there's a desire in him to change and bring change in your life. Amen. He says, there's such a desire in me, I've come to destroy the works of the devil. There's such a desire in me, I'm going to hang on the cross, go to hell, strip him of death, hell, and the grave, and I'm going to be resurrected because I'm passionate about you. Now, will you be passionate about me? So he says, there's a gift in you, a grace on you, and he's saying, come on, come on, come on. So when you're moved with passion, I want you to see Jesus showed up with passion. Passion energizes you to achieve. Passion increases your willpower. How could Paul be beaten and left for dead because he was passionate and he'd get back up and God would heal him because he is passionate about knowing God and being him. And when you're passionate, nobody can talk you out of your destiny. No devil, no religion, no person, no obstacles. Nobody can change the will of God for you. Nobody. That's good. Passion increases your willpower. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. So I'm glad I came. I'm running my race. I've got a gift. I've got a grace. I'm going to know God. I'm going to be me. Passion. It energizes me. Passion. It increases my willpower. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, For it is God who works in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God who works in me. Who's working in you? It's God who works in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It says, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. All the while, God is at work in you. Notice this, energizing and creating in you the power. Energizing and creating in you the power. Power is the ability to get results. It is in you. God is in you. The answer is in you. The DNA of Almighty God is in you. And he says all the while, even while you're sleeping, I'm working. Even while you're working, I'm working. And while you're going about your daily business, I am working. He goes on to say, creating in you the power and desire, both to will, both to will, both to will, both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. So when we stay in relationship with God, how do I know that my desires and how do I know that my gifts and how do I know that my passions, how do I know that these things are of God? Remember John 15 when he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, he says the same life flow. Picture this. He says, as you stay in relationship with him, the vine, you're the branch. The branch job is to be connected to the vine. It says the same flow that's in the vine is the same flow that's in us. 
The same desires that's in the vine are the same desires that are in us. The same passions that's in the vine are the same passions that are in us. The same giftings that come from the vine come into the branch. The same calling that's in the vine comes into the branch. What is in God is in you. What is His? What is it? Think about that. Think, think about the DNA of God. Think of, think of the heartbeat of God. Think of the endurance of God. Think of the courage of God. Think of the power of God. Think of the healing of God. Think of the prosperity of God. Think of the victory that's inside of God. That's who God is. Think of the winner that God is. And it says the same DNA that's in him is the same DNA that's in you. Passion, when you get a hold of knowing God and being you, it says it increases your willpower. When you get knocked down, you get right back up. Micah 7 verse 8, when I fall, I will arise. How? Because you're passionate about knowing God and being you. Passion. Passion energizes us to achieve. Passion increases our willpower. Passion, number three, passion produces energy. You see a, a, a passionate person, you see a person that's full of energy. Mm. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, it says, If you can believe, all things are possible to you because you believe. When you passionately believe in the power of God, when you passionately believe in the Word of God, when you passionately believe in the character and nature of God, when you go after God with all you know how to go after God, you quit being religious and you quit seeing God as a genie in a bottle. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> Or you quit seeing him as a lucky rabbit's foot, but you know on the inside of you, that is my Father. That is God Almighty. I'm going after you with all I know how. Things begin to change. He says, remember, it's God who is working in you both to will and to do. Psalms 37, 4 says, when we delight ourselves in God, he gives us the desires of our heart. And you know what will happen is one of those desires, it begins to change. And then you begin to call out to God, God, I want you to delight in me. And I want to give you the desire of your heart. Father, what's the desire of your heart? What's on your mind? What's making you pump today? What is, who is on your mind? What is on your mind? Lord, delight yourself in me and I want to give you the desire of your heart. It's God who's working in us both to will and to do. It is God, it is God who's all the while effectually at work in you, creating the desire, creating the power, creating passion. Energizes us to achieve passion, increases our willpower. Passion produces energy. How does Pastor Justin do what he does and, and Rick and Cassie and, and all these people and how do you do what you do if, you, if you're going full tilt all the time? Passion. What causes me to get on a plane and fly most of the night and get a little sleep and get back up and do it again and work at what I'm doing and all this? Want passion. 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 One of the things when I'm working out, I, I, this, all this stuff is going off on the inside of me. And I think, what if this one more rep, <clears throat> what if this one more push up, what if this one more push ripped somebody out of the power of darkness, out of the pit of hell and brought them into the kingdom of Jesus Christ? When you're out doing what you do and it's hard and it's hot and you're sweating, what if this one more loop would cause somebody to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? What if that gift in you that you've just packed away and just kept on the inside of you and maybe you've tapped into it a little bit but you're just sitting there, what if, what if you develop it? 
And it says that that gift makes room for you and brings you before great people. Why would he want you to be before great people? Because God always has other people on his mind. Why would God gift you and grace you? Because he always has other people on his mind. God wants to do great things in your life. Why? Because he always has other people on his mind. See, passion energizes you to achieve. Passion increases your willpower. Passion produces energy. Passion is a foundation of, to excellence. Excellence is simply doing the best with what you have. Because a lot of times we want to wait until this happens. No, do the best with what you have. Well, I will dress nice when I get this. No, do the best with what you have. Well, I'll do this when I get a new car. Do the best with what we have. When, uh, when this, and, and, oh, ah, oh, and we live from event to event, and what if, and then out there. No, today. What do I have today? What can I do today? Come on. Passion is a foundation to excellence. Passion is a key to success. There was a study done on 200 executives. And they asked them, they says, what is the number one quality that makes a person successful? They said enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. You know where the word enthusiasm comes from? In the early church when they saw a person that knew God, they coined the phrase, in theosusia, which means God in you. When people knew God and they were being them, they, they, they said, God in them, in Theos Uzia, enthusiasm. Yes. Come on. Passion. Passion That's good. That's good. Is, is contagious. Yes. Passion is contagious. Right. Eleanor Doan said, it's hard to kindle a fire in somebody else's heart if there's not first one burning in your own. Yes. That's correct. Amen. Passion energizes us to achieve. Passion increases our willpower. Passion produces energy. Passion is a foundation of excellence. Passion is a key to success. Passion is contagious. So let me ask you this question. What, what makes you sing? Think with me for a moment. What makes you sing? What makes you cry? I'm not talking about a sad movie. What let me put it in different words. What moves you? What moves you? If money was no object, what would you be doing? If it wasn't about money, what would you do? Because see, what you sing about, what you cry about, what moves you, that taps into your purpose today. When you remove the money and you begin to think about the future, what would I do if money was no object? That's vision. That's dream. See, vision, listen, vision is focused passion. You discover your gifts, your callings, your talents, and you put the choice to be passionate with that gift, talent, and calling, and you start developing them. And you start allowing the Spirit of God to breathe upon that gift because you're passionate first and foremost to know Him. And out of knowing Him, you begin to discover who you are and why you're wired the way you're wired and why you're gifted the way you're gifted and why you think the way you think and why you do what you do. And you realize it's not just about me. God always has other people on His mind. How's your passion first and foremost for God? What are your strengths? What are your, your giftings? What have you heard other people say? Or maybe go back to that time. What seems easy to you? 
Or when you're in the presence of God and you're praying and you're studying or you're worshiping, what's that thought that continually comes up? What's that desire that continually comes up that you can't shake it? It's purpose. It's purpose. Well, how, how, do, how do I start to, to try to get in the game? One day at a time. See, we're designed with our feet going forward. We're designed with eyes in the front of our head. Why? Because we're designed to go forward. When it says when we hear the word and do the word, what happens? We are blessed. Blessed means an empowerment to prosper, an empowerment to move forward. If I hear and I do and I realize God is not behind me, God is in front of me and he's placed a gift in me, a grace on me, and he's inviting me. He's inviting me. And so I begin to move and I begin to move. And if I'll begin to move towards God, God begins to move towards me. I begin to do the natural. He puts his super up on the natural and I just keep moving and I keep doing what I know to do. All right. Because sometimes you discover what you're not called to do by just getting in the game. Some of you and baby poop don't mix. But you'll never know until you get in the game. Some of you, you don't like people. Just being honest, that lets you know you're probably not called to be a greeter. Now we'll keep working on that area, all right? The point is, will you let the greatness that God has placed on the inside of you, will you let it out? We start to let it out. Other people are counting on you to be you. So what if you've lost your passion? What if there's no energy? What if you just, man, I just, I don't give a rip about life. What do I do to create an environment to stir that passion? Remember 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, when Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, no matter what people are saying, no matter what's going on, he says, stir, stir the gift. Stir, stir the gift. Rekindle that gift, fan the flame, because what happens when you start a fire, if you turn your back on it and you don't, don't tend to it, it goes down and eventually it'll go out. So how do I fan the flame? How do I allow the Spirit of God to breathe upon that gift and that talent and that calling and that passion? How do I allow um, Him doing a work on the inside of me to come out? First and foremost, start reprioritizing your life. How are your priorities? Priority is first things first. What's first in your life? We say that God is with our mouth, but if we were to look at your life, can I be real with you for a moment? God wants you to succeed. God wants you to be you. God wants you to reach that dream. God wants you to have fulfillment. God wants, he wants, he wants everything that he sent Jesus to die for. He wants you to walk in it. Everything that Jesus was resurrected for, he wants you to walk in it. Amen. There's power in priorities. When I start to, to go through, and, and how is my relationship with God? Jesus said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Am I truly seeking him first? How about am I, am I renewing my mind? Because it says if I'm not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind, then I will prove, not guess, not wonder, not wish, I will prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Yes. You're in the word, bro. How are my priorities? How are your priorities? God, family, work. If you are in a job, you're in group A, that you chose your career based on money and you would do what you wanted to do later. Start, start 
fan in the flame a little bit. Start doing something that you're strong in, you're gifted in, you're talented in, even if it's just a little bit at a time. Because what you give your attention to, please hear this, what you give your attention to will build a desire. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my word. Why? Because he understood if you give your attention to it, desire will begin to build. Desire will begin to rise. What are you giving your attention to? So how are your priorities? Number two, how are your relationships? Please hear this. Every relationship produces an offspring. What offsprings are your relationships producing? There are firefighters in our life and there are fire lighters in our life. Firefighters, they pour water on your passion. And this is their language. It's not in the budget. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. You didn't grow up in the right family. You don't have what it takes. Who do you think you are? Firefighter. Fire lighters, they encourage your passion. They let you know God believes in you and I believe in you and we'll do whatever it takes to get that dream from the inside to the outside. You just get in the game. Just start doing something. Do, just, just do something. See, fire lighters, they fan your passion. They fan your dream. And so, don't, don't look around. Look straight ahead, but in your mind. I want you to think about what are the relationships close to me producing? Are they producing positive or negative? Are they producing faith or fear? Are they producing destiny and purpose? Or are they holding me back? But I want to ask you another question. Who are you a fire lighter to? Yes. Or are you a firefighter? If we were to look in the spirit realm, would you have all your gear on just waiting to douse somebody's fire? <laughs> Tell me about your dream, buddy. <laughs> I'm here to let you know what you can't do. That's not the voice of God. God is a fire lighter. And if you're passionate about knowing God and you're passionate about being you, the Spirit of God will begin to fan. You know when the embers are out, but you see a little flicker deep down inside of you, and you get down, and you begin to blow in it, and you begin to fan it. The next thing you know, and then tomorrow you wake up, and you're a different person because now passion's stirring on the inside of you. Now it's God working in you both to will and to do for your good purpose. And at one point in time, you were full of faith, full of hope, full of courage, full of destiny, full of dream, but life happened. And somebody tied that, that lid on that jumping flea. And that jumping flea was you with well, the Lord saying the lid's off. Yeah. Deep down inside and get to jumping again. Yeah. Get, to, get to fanning that flame again. Tap into your gift. Tap into your talent. Tap into your calling. Remember there's a, a gift in you and there's a grace on you. And he's inviting you to be you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So passion. Energizes us to achieve. Passion increases our willpower. Passion produces energy. Passion is the foundation of excellence. Passion is a key to success. And passion is contagious. Look at your priorities. Look at your relationships. When you look around, see relationships. I'm not going to get into this too much, but relationships are like a womb. And what does a womb do? A womb produces. What is being produced 
in the relationships in your life.